Hi, everyone. This is Robin Byers with the City of Charlotte, and I'm Catherine Marcia Baggett with the City of Sandy Springs and soon a member of SSDN. This is going to be great. You guys are going to be seeing Catherine's name a lot more and hearing from her a lot more as she supports us all with SSDN in her new role. And we are so thrilled and excited for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I feel that our theme for this episode is really connected to my personal life in a certain way. So we're exploring what brings hope for the future. That was a question that was sent out by Robin to all the members, and we received 16 answers, uh, one in particular that we will get back to. Creative folks in our network. Let's just give everybody a round of applause for the creativity we had with some of these answers. It made it fun for us reading them, definitely. Absolutely. Robin, do you want to touch on how we ended up with this question? If you guys can remember back, we had Nick Defley and uh, Michael Dexter on our call. We have this wonderful thing that we've incorporated into our podcast called Take a Question, Leave a Question. So we ask you a question that another professional has asked us to leave in a list to ask future guests. So Michael and Nick answered a question, and then the question they left us with was, what gives you hope? Maybe I'm paraphrasing there, but what gives you hope for this work in the future? It's one that Catherine and I both loved. And when we were thinking about it, it was, do we want to ask just one person this? Or is this something we should ask everyone in our network? And the timing just fit with the new year, starting off the new calendar year, getting refreshed in a lot of ways. Something I've asked quite a few folks that I know in this field is it's, gosh, isn't it nice to talk to somebody you don't have to justify your job to? Because we all get it. (laughs) Um, And for those of us that have been in certain arenas or, or public arenas, rather, sometimes we get questioned just on like, well, why is your job important? And so with that, it was more like, huh, this is a really great question that we can keep in our back pocket and help us on those tough days those tough times where you're pulling numbers together to try to get something through a council decision that you're nervous about. Those days where you have folks that are just mad because it's easy to get mad at something that doesn't affect somebody in that everyday way that they're, or at least that they understand. And so, so Catherine and I talked and we said, let's ask everybody, see what comes back. With those 16 answers, there are very clear themes that are emerging. And it's it's really great because we spend so much time not necessarily fighting, but having our voices heard and getting the support that we need. Sometimes you do lose sight of hope. So let's go over these themes The first one, and Catherine, you really picked this out, so I'd love for you to talk about this, but we had kind of two different types of answers that spanned the process of kind of the work that we have. A lot of answers were focused on gaining hope from something they have experienced in the past 10, 20, 30 years or less, Um, and some folks answered in terms of what they see for the future, and so we had some people that looked backwards and some people that looked forward. They all talked about the process. I feel that within sustainability, there's this inherent notion of timeline, right? We're trying to 
either maintain or improve conditions for the future generations. And that is based on what happened in the past. One of the comments that we received was very blunt about the fact that it took us a long time to get here. We have messed up for a long, long time. Now we're facing this urgency. But again, related to this process and this timeline, and we had several responses that that were talking about the future generations and meeting the goals in 2030 or whatever these goals are. Um, so I thought this somewhat philosophical notion of, of the time that stretches beyond our lives, our individual lives, was, was very interesting. Yes, we had a lot of people talk about families in general. Sometimes they're specific family members, like their children, nieces, and nephews, wanting to leave something for them. But with that, I also want to highlight one of our, our posts talks about how three years ago they went through a process with an elected body and mm -hmm. they had an elected official specifically tell them, this is ridiculous. I'm only doing this because it's going to pass anyway, essentially. And now that entire elected body is making sure that that is a priority for future planning that they're doing without being prompted to do so. And this is in terms of resiliency. And I think that's a, a big change we're all seeing. Um, right. in our communities. I totally get that, especially when it's a struggle. Some, uh, I shouldn't say some, a lot of what we do is a struggle to get people to understand why we're doing it, why we think it's important, why it's worth investing in, especially when you're investing tax dollars. And if your residents don't have some of the baseline information to start from, it's a little bit more challenging and, and no fault of their own, right? Everyone in our, that live in our communities, we all have value. We all have things that we're really good at and things that we're focused on. And not everyone is caught into this work, um, but that means that we have to do a good job of setting out that base information. And so we tend to focus on that and repeating ourselves sometimes. Right. But at the same time, mm -hmm. we got several responses that had to do with people. So right lies in the future generations, whether it's, you know, your own family or not. And then there was this theme of community. And there was also a theme of that is more towards decision makers, the elected officials. We had a lot of people that commented on policies and funding. Quite a few people brought up the IRA because this is un almost unprecedented, at least in, in our fields, and what hope that brings. We have these grants that are coming out. I don't know about you, Catherine, but when I'm looking at these things, I'm just, I'm so thankful that we have, let, you know, more than three weeks to turn around a grant application <laughs> once we get the, <laughs> the information. Like, it's open for almost a whole year, and they're rolling. That in and of itself is just, okay, some people are starting to get this at a higher level. So we're finally getting the resources that we need to get yes. things done. Agreed. Um, and I think along with that, this kind of moves into another one that really stuck out strong for me, a theme, is this idea of shifting priorities. Like the priorities, we're starting to see people's priorities are shifting in a way that supports what we've been doing and talking about for a very long time. And no, not everyone is there, but you know, the communities are bringing this up in public meetings. They're bringing up environmental justice. They're bringing up recycling. What are we doing to 
be more resilient for the future? What are we doing to allow for different types of transportation? And that's really awesome. And what I wanted to point out from that too is, and someone had said it in one of their comments very directly, is it's less talking about it and more action now. We're actually implementing some stuff. But the communities are acting as well. It's like everyone's starting to come together. And I think all of us would hope that every single person in your community is holding hands. Collectively, we're cleaning up everything. And then that's not going to happen because, again, we all have different lives and, and different lifestyles and we can do more things than others. The fact that collectively communities are making the decision to action instead of continuing to talk and study and talk and study and that loop that we can sometimes get cycled in. That was really great reading that. And I'd say over half of our responses had that in it somehow. It was really great. Right. Because in our roles in in local governments, we are there to serve the communities. And it's really fantastic to me to see that sustainability, resilience, uh, environmental justice, all of these big themes that we have been thinking about and working on are finally becoming a bit more mainstream a bit more accepted and everybody is starting to pitch in to try to find solutions and move towards a common goal. Yes. Also want to give a shout out to Meg Jameson because she's leading our SSDN and overwhelmingly there were comments that just being in this community is giving a lot of people hope. It's not just Meg, obviously, but she has created the space for this network to really blossom to what it is. We have some great folks that work for SSDN that we all like and love and and hold dear and ask 50 million questions every time we're trying to do something. Personally, it has been great to be a part of this community, this SSDN community, and just how everyone has welcomed me in with open arms in the last year. And we are just all having fun and doing our jobs and supporting each other and and making it less, less of a, oh, I have to go to work and do this or, oh. I have to take this to council and hope for the best. You know, we're all there supporting each other and and clapping. And there's no, there's none of that. Oh my gosh, we have to sabotage this person because we want this grant or vice versa. No, we're all helping each other get grants and supporting each other when we do. And for me to the community out there, I would like to say thank you for that because this is unique. Yeah, definitely. There's There's no equal that at least I'm aware of. It's definitely something special that we have access to. And again, that goes back to this idea of community, collective action, and how can we get some issues moving forward altogether. I did not submit a response. I didn't do my homework. If I had answered, I would have said something about small individual actions end up generating a big collective step. I don't remember what are the exact words of that saying, but it's something along the lines that the whole is greater than the part. And I feel that that really applies here. So everybody do their little thing. They will favor a minority-owned business to do something. or And they're taking out their, their recycling bin. And on the individual level, you're, you're not changing the world. I'm sorry to disappoint anyone who thinks that they are changing the world (laughs) single-handedly this is not how it works no but everybody doing their little share we're going somewhere and that's where i'm finding hope that's awesome we're starting to see results with that too 
Mm-hmm. Like we've been at this enough that collectively we're working together and we're seeing that the the changes. Now, are they what we would hope for two degrees Celsius? It doesn't look like we're on track for that, but we're reducing our greenhouse gas emissions. Most of us are. We're looking at ways to be better. And I think regionally as well, being a better region on the whole. I want to point out something, Catherine, you had said when we were talking earlier that really stuck out to me. We were talking about how there's a shift in priority for politicians, for communities at large, the professionals who are coming together. And and you had said the word alignment. If we could have a theme for 2024, gosh, wouldn't that be it? We are aligning. The federal government is aligning dollars to our priorities. So we have states that are aligning different types of policies to help support this. We have our professionals. We are aligning together so that we can get more of an impact. And even the community, the community is aligning itself. And I think that's one of the struggles as a person who's worked in in community type of work for a very long time is sometimes the biggest struggle is to get everybody to agree on one project Mm -hmm. or even three projects that we can actually implement. And so it's just beautiful to see this alignment coming together. Right. Alignment is really great. I love it. Yeah. That's what we can aspire to do moving forward. One of the last things I want to bring up, because I just loved it, and it brought back this series that I used to watch on cable television all the time that I loved, and that is that while we are working to be better stewards of the earth, there's this idea that the earth will be fine whether we are here or not doing it. And there was this television show called, oh my gosh, I don't even remember what it was called, but it's like the earth after people. And it would take a place like Manhattan and show you what it is today and then what it would look like if no one was there for 10 years. And then they do like 50 years and 100 years. And it's really interesting. If we aren't here, the the natural systems will take back over. So yeah, there's this whole idea that the earth will be fine if we aren't here. Now, if we're going to stay here and we want to stay here, which is a huge part of what we think of as sustainability, um, then yes, we have to we have to have collective action to make sure that we are not destroying the planet that we depend on for life. But I love that. The earth will be fine. That honestly made me giggle. Eh, the yes. earth will be fine without us. And I'm like, well, they're not wrong. It will be different for sure. Very different. What would have been your answer, Robin? There are a couple different things that would be my answer. One is uh, my type of personality. I tend to be an idealist type of person. Yet I'm also based in reality, which is very confusing in my head sometimes. <laughs> but I am one of those types of people that will tell you, like, I don't like people, but I love humanity. Mm-hmm. I have this sense of purpose that gives me the hope. And that sense of purpose is is based in my faith that we have been given this amazing planet I just feel like there's so much inspiration and education and guidance that we get from our natural systems that we tend to not focus on as much. But my hope lies in that, like we were given this opportunity. And of course, we are trying to make lives easier for ourselves as a as a species on this planet. We've always been convenience focused to make our lives easier and it's done some great things for us. But now we're also realizing that Actually, some things we did 100 years ago are actually more convenient for us, and it's better for the environment. And seeing people investigate that and look into that is is inspiring to me. 
but I think it's just honestly just being outside. When I go hiking, if I'm out fishing, if I feel connected to nature, that in and of itself is what keeps me going. Mm-hmm. Same here. Yeah. It's that great connection. And says someone who lives in an, like an urban area, right? <laughs> it really keeps me going. And I look at theory and texts and I love reading and just the whole environmental movement and the transcendentalist movement and the romantic movement in English that you all learned about in English class. You probably all hated. That was the environmental movement back then. And so maybe that's what we need to start doing too. We'll see. I'm like all over the place. I am just happy to be in the space. I feel like my purpose is aligned with what I'm actually doing and having some kind of impact. Yes, definitely making making a difference is very helpful. And that actually came up in a few of the answers that we received, seeing results, being able to see that those efforts that we have put in are finally making a difference. And that's very rewarding. As we wrap this up, what I would love to share, as serious as we can be, and as theoretical as we can be, and as sometimes as delved into politics as we can be, sometimes we just got to be silly. We just got to be goofy and silly and watch Wally. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to Catherine to read word for word one of our responses that we just love so much that we need to get out there into the universe. This one definitely wins first prize in terms of creativity. I have an idea who that might come from, but since they're anonymous, we can't give anyone credit. So here we go. As a confirmed catastrophic thinker, my hope for the future is that the Earth will actually be fine. Although we appear to be in the midst of an inevitable and irreversible sixth grade extinction, I take comfort in the fact that life on Earth has cratered spectacularly before only to reemerge from nearly nothing with amazing new manifestations of biodiversity. I am now rooting for the marsupials to get their shot as the top dog dominant animal order. Also, possums just rule, and I have the earrings to prove it. And have you seen quokkas? They straight up deserve to inherit the earth. <laughs> Love the creativity here. I do have possums in my backyard quite a few times and they are cute when they're out with their kids. I don't know if that's what they're technically called, but they're out with their little babies walking around. I um, think they're joeys, right? Joeys? Yeah. Let me admit my ignorance right here. I have seen a quokka though, and they are the most adorable creature I think I have ever seen. Well, thank you guys for sharing your time with us. We know, um, the format of this was a little different, but we thought it was really important to share each other's opinions on hope, talk about it ourselves, and hopefully help inspire you guys as we continue through this year. We are always available if you have any ideas for things you would like us to cover, even if it's something we've done before in the history of this podcast, but maybe a different perspective on it. Um, something you guys are working on and would love some context for, feel free to email Catherine or I. Catherine will be having an SSDN email here soon enough and she will be announced. And so then we can pounce on her for all of our wonderful network questions. That email address will be Catherine at southeastsdn.org. I already have it. Thank you for sharing. We look forward to hearing from all of you and continue doing the good work. All the best wishes for a successful 2024.